Today's guest is the public relations manager for the American Perimeter Trail Conference. She's an experienced hiker and backpacker. She's also a mom and a dog owner. Today, we're going to talk to her about hiking with her dogs. Danny Flacco, welcome to Papa Bear Hikes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Let's start by telling us about your dogs. When I understand you have two dogs um, and they're of different different ages, there's age span and ability span. So tell us about your dogs. Yeah, so I have two dogs. Um, I have a 10-year-old Chihuahua mix who is a little chubby and a little uh, slow, so he doesn't like to hike too much. He's very lazy, so he usually ends up taking a free ride in my backpack <laughs> when we go out. And then I also have a two-year-old Australian cattle dog, and she is crazy active, and no amount of hiking is enough for her. I mean, we can go 10 miles, and she'll want to get up and do it all over again that instant. <laughs> my oldest son has a chocolate lab, and we've been out hiking a few times when she was younger and yeah, I mean, they're, well, they're, they're like little kids, right? They have all this energy, but now she's an old lady. And and she says he could barely get her to walk across the room to to get something to eat. She kind of lost that energy, but yeah. And she's a little big to be putting in a backpack. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luckily my chihuahua was only a, only 20 pounds. So, you know, he's heavy, but he's not too bad to throw in there. Right. Uh, is there any, um, anything you do in advance to prepare for hiking with your dogs when you know you're going to go out on a hike in, in addition to what a person would normally do to prepare? Is there anything you do, any preparation you do? I mean, I guess I'm saying in regards to like, you know, snacks, food, or being able to provide them with water. Yes. I um, So something that's a concern where I live, I live in Connecticut, and in the hot summer months, the lake and a lot of the little pools of water that you come across, they get this nasty algae in them, and I personally just don't trust that for my dogs. So I always bring a ton of water for both of them. Um, I mean, my cattle dog can, br- can drink several bottles of water, um, you know, regular pull and spring bottles of water. A day if we go out for let's say six hours, she could probably drink two to three of those. So I always have a silicone collapsible water bowl because those are easy to rinse out and pack down, doesn't take up much space or anything like that. And I always bring fresh bottled water um, as much as I can bring in my bag for them. Just as much as I worry about it for myself, I bring almost the same amount for the dog. Uh, as far as food goes, too. I know that my dogs at least get a very upset stomach if they eat too close to when we go hiking. So I always make sure that they eat nice and early on the days that we're going out. But then I always bring an extra for the small dog, buddy, he's about 20 pounds. I'll bring him like a quarter cup of food in case he gets hungry. And for Luna, she's about 50 pounds. So I'll bring a nice half cup since I do more strenuous hikes with her. Um, that way, if she gets hungry, I can give her a little handful of her, um, you know, I give her blue buffalo because I find that keeps them very healthy and her coat always looks great like that. But um, I'll give her about that much. I don't bring too many treats. I don't give her any novelty items on trail because definitely not the place to be dealing with uh, diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, it could be just as rough for dogs or the dog owner as it is for humans. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm, I'm asking questions here. I don't own a dog, and so I, I, I'm an, I don't know anything about hiking with dogs. But what okay. I'm trying to do is inspire people to, to hike with their dogs. So I want to ask, is there any extra gear you pack with you knowing you're bringing your dogs? Um, as far as gear goes, you know, if we're going to be out for a long day, um, I would bring a harness or a small backpack that Luna can wear for herself so that she can bring a little bit of her own water uh, weight on her. Um, why should I do all the work, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> but other than that, um, for mine in particular, there's not too much. Like I said, the silicone collapsible water bowl is nice. For food, I just feed her out of my hand. Or honestly, I could just toss a little food in that same bowl, uh, obviously, when there's not water in it. But the only other thing to consider um, – for dogs in the winter, at least, just to make it more enjoyable for them. Just definitely know your dog's coat. Like my cattle dog, she doesn't get affected by the temperature at all. So we can go out on any cold day in the winter and she does not mind. She's not affected. She's comfortable the whole time. Um, but my Chihuahua, on the other hand, he definitely needs a coat in the winter. I, I guess one of the challenges is we know our personal limits, but the dog can't just say, hey, I'm cold. Bring me back to the car. Uh, so you really need to know your pet before you, you take that step to, to do something like that. Yeah. So things to look out for, definitely. Um, I see it in the Chihuahua more so since he's more sensitive to hot and cold. When, they, when your dog sits down and lays down and really stops wanting to go, that's, that's a good indicator that they're not comfortable. I mean, he's a lazy pup, but when he really does not even want to take a few steps, that's how I know it's definitely too hot, definitely too cold. Something's just not right for him. And you got to just take care of your dog really before he gets to that point, but be on the lookout. And then also something to be aware of are their pads. Um, Buddy, my chihuahua, he has very sensitive pads in the hot. His feet will get little blisters on them pretty easily. If I don't make sure that we're not on two rocky paths or, um, you know, not on cement for too long or anything like that. My cattle dog has much less sensitive feet. Uh, so she's not as much of a worry, but always keep an eye on those paws. And in between their toes, they actually collect a bit of dirt too, just natural kick up from the trail and they can get cuts in there from rocks and whatnot. So always look in there too, since they can get a nasty splinter or a little slice from a sharp rock or something. And it's really hard to notice, but definitely notice if they're picking up their feet a lot or if they just seem uncomfortable, you know, you know, your dog. So just, just look for the signs that they're not happy because really they should always be happy when they're out there. I live in the Northeast and of course ticks are a problem throughout the continental United States, but being in the Northeast Lyme disease is an issue. So we have a heightened awareness of this. Are there what, are there precautions you take or some sort of a regimen with the dogs after the hike to to protect them from ticks or checking them? Yes, definitely. Actually, ticks are um, a huge concern for Buddy because he's pretty low to the ground and he's black, so I find them just harder to notice on him. Luna is gray, so she's a little easier to spot them. But a couple of years ago, I started using the Soresto collars on them, and I find that I haven't I haven't pulled off a tick on either of my dogs since I started using those. Whereas in the past with other treatments, I've always gotten a few, but we've really lucked out with that. Um, you buy one collar, you know, obviously per dog, it's weight dependent on which which size you get, and then it lasts for 
about eight months, I think it is. So it's a solid season and it really does work. I, I can't recommend that enough. But once we get home, I always make sure that the first place we go is to the bathroom where the floor is a light color so I can see if anything's falling off and whatnot, just the contrast. And then I always put my fingers starting at the tail and I just gently brush my way up. I always check in all the crevices. They love to get, ticks love to get inside of the dog's ears, I noticed. Um, whenever I've pulled them off my dogs, that's been like the main spot is right inside the ears in those little folds that they have. So always be super diligent about checking in there is my recommendation. Um, also, Anywhere that they don't move that much that might get a little moist on my chihuahua. That's kind of where his back legs bend. Uh, he's got a little extra meat there. So sometimes they've hidden out in there and always check around the collar area too. That since there's a lot of hair there that they can easily get under and stay under. We'll be back after a quick break. You ever think about what might be in the water you're drinking every time you fill up your water bottles while you're in the outdoors? I try not to, and I really don't because I use Sawyer water filters. Sawyer filter technology, because of their high standards, every filter is individually tested three times through the process. I've been using their permethrin product for years now to protect me from, well, quite frankly, ticks and the picaridin to keep the flies at bay. Don't let bad water, insects, or a tick bite cut your trip short or even ruin it. Use Sawyer products. Go to your local outdoor retailer and ask for Sawyer products, whether it's a water filter, insect repellent, they'll likely have it. You can also go to Sawyer's website and read more about these incredible, high-quality products that they offer for those of us who enjoy the outdoors. It's like with humans, the ticks are going to get into the places we least suspect that it's going to be most difficult to find them. It sounds like, right. You're rarely yeah, right out sure. we're going to find them, right. Belt lines and, and, and what have you. Now I understand you're a backpacker. Have you ever taken your dogs on a backpacking trip? Um, not yet, but I hope to this year. Luna is only, she just turned two this month and I was very hesitant about pushing her limits. Um, before she was, you know, old enough, or at least I felt like she was old enough. And also I really wanted to make sure that she's very well trained since she's quite skittish. Something that I worry about is, you know, in the night, if she hears something, she's the kind of dog that at 50 pounds will stand up and try to run away or something like that. <laughs> and I can't really uh, have her busting out of a tent and whatnot. And Buddy's not, uh, Buddy's not motivated enough to want to do anything for that long. He loves coming home to his bed. Like a lot of hikers, right? I'll go out for the day, but I want to go home and have a, a nice meal and sleep in my, my own bed, right? <laughs> yeah. No, on one of my backpacking trips years ago with my son, when his dog was still kind of young, we were staying at a shelter on the Finger Lakes Trail. And in the middle of the night, the dog got up and started barking. And I, I said to my son, I said, well, you know, it could be a raccoon or it could be a bear. Who knows? The dog stopped barking and we went to sleep, got up the next morning, packed up and came across some local hikers who were out for the day. And they said, oh, yeah, there's a bear that roams around this area. Oh, my, God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so we were like, okay, well, maybe, maybe the dog scared the bear away. You know, maybe it was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> now, when you're planning a hike, and I understand, you know, you, you, you bring them out on day hikes at this point. They haven't backpacked yet. But what role or level of influence do bringing a dog's plan, your plan for a hike when you're planning a hike? 
Um, for me, not too much because Luna in particular is very agile. So if there's rock scrambles and things like that, I don't have to worry about her much. I mean, she, she hops around like crazy. So as long as she's got her long leash on, she's able to get up where she wants to be comfortably and not be restrained by me at all. And then, you know, I just kind of follow her. I can't, you know, I just follow her. (laughs) She usually leads the way on those kinds of paths, but um, with Buddy, definitely, he's an older dog. He's a lazier dog. He needs the flat, long trail. So I always just think about which dog or dogs I'm bringing with me. You know, that's how I choose where I'm going. But for the most part, it doesn't limit it too much, um, as long as it's something that'll be enjoyable for all of us. Obviously, I wouldn't do anything that has um, very steep slab sections where I'm worried about my own grip or footing um, because I wouldn't want to put my dog in a place where I have to worry about them getting hurt. But in general, I don't personally enjoy (laughs) too much of that stuff that's nearly rock climbing. Um, So I tend to stay away from that anyway. I mean, this weekend I'm going to go hiking with some friends and I will not be bringing Luna with me because I know that she is very uncomfortable with other um, dogs being off leash. And one of my friends is bringing his dog who will be off leash. So I'm not going to expose her to a situation like that. So that's the only other thing that comes into consideration with them is I won't intentionally put them in a position where I know that they'll be uncomfortable, but I'd make sure that they're having as much fun as I am by choosing things that they like. And I like them too. And as long as you start them off, there's you know, start them off fairly young or start them off with the training. That's a big deal is getting it to be positive with the training. Um, they're just along for the ride. I, I, I cross paths with a lot of hikers and it honestly, it amazes me sometimes. I spend a lot of time in the Catskills. That's where I do a lot of my hiking these days. And yeah, I, I sometimes look back and say, wow, that was a little difficult to walk across but you know that their dog was amazing you know i I watch some of these dogs and they amaze you sometimes at how agile they are how their abilities to just get from point a to point b on these trails uh yeah it's funny because it's funny because you know the same dog that'll fall off the couch when she falls asleep at home (laughs) can can have no problem with hopping across a water crossing and barely getting wet you know Mm -hmm. What is the longest hike you've taken with with your dog with either of your dogs? Um, well, Luna is the one I've been out the longest with, and I've gotten her up to I think sixteen miles now. Wow, that's in a that's day. Impressive. Yeah, and she could have done it all over again. It was me that had to stop. <laughs> you have children. Do you ever take the children and the dogs on the same hike? I do. I have. Um, three-year-old twin girls and they love hiking as much as I do. And it's very fun when we go out all four of us together because they will hold Buddy's leash since he's very chill and I will hold Luna's leash and Luna likes to walk right next to them. It's kind of that herding dog in her where she likes to just be right on top of them pretty much. So it takes a little bit of stress off of me because I know that Luna's always looking around and being very on alert because uh, she's always worried about the kids. So I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to feel you know, as on edge as I do sometimes by myself. Luna always knows if a person's coming up or if it's a 
trail that people ride bikes on. You know, she hears those people coming up far before I do. Um, wildlife, Luna always puts her little ears up. So, you know, I know she hears or sees something, so I don't feel like I'm on bear alert. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the kids love it. It makes it so much more fun when they can walk with them too and hand them little treats throughout. And I am, one of my daughters likes to stop every so often and make Luna sit. So it's a very good training exercise for the dog and also teaching my kids to be responsible dog owners themselves too. Just a stray from the dog subject. A second here, three-year-old twins. That's that's great, and I'm, I love the idea that you're getting them out there hiking so young, getting them used to this. That's that's great. Yeah, their uh, their first hike was at 14 months, <laughs> and uh, I never was able to use a carrier or anything like that. I know I know that they make twin ones, but I just don't. Uh, I'm just not. I don't think I'm made out to carry that much stuff between the backpack and the two kids and everything else. But uh, so as soon as they were walking on their own two feet, I took them to a local preserve and it took a very long time, but we walked a quarter mile (laughs) round trip at 14 months and it's just been building up from there. And one of my daughters did her first uh, set of little summits over the summer. Um, and she was very happy with herself. And they're both very into the rock scrambling and identifying the wildlife together and the wildflowers in particular. Uh, so it's very fun. It's crazy, but it's fun. Well, yeah, as a parent myself of three boys and over 20 years in Boy Scouts, I always tell people it ha- the kids have to – it has to be fun for them. It can't be – you know, you, you have to – go to their level. You have to make your trip to their level. And that might just be a short hike. Uh, yeah. You need to make sure when you go home that it was fun and they want to go back out and do it again. Uh, my boys, their first backpacking trip was usually around the age five. And they, I would get something about the size of a book bag, throw their clothes in it just so they felt like they were contributing. And they would carry that maybe a mile, you know, a few miles to a campsite, but felt, you know, came home saying that was fun. <laughs> exactly. Uh, even though I, I was carrying all their stuff, but they paid for <laughs> yeah. that as we got older. Now they have to carry most of this stuff when we go. But <laughs> yeah, just remember that. Yeah, there's going to come a time when your your joints are going to be a little aged or a little sore, and your daughters will be able to start carrying stuff for you. I'm looking forward to that because that backpack is getting heavy. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to a hiker that has pups, or maybe a, a dog that's a couple of years old that's thinking, I would like to get out there and hike with my dog. That looks like fun. I see people doing it. What advice would you give to that person that's thinking about taking that step to bring their dog out on a hike? Um, know your dog. Uh, you know, definitely before you start hiking and everything else, take close attention to even just walks around your neighborhood of signs that they're uncomfortable things that you notice make them nervous, whether it's a sound or other dogs or people. And just really think about that. Because if you want the hike to be positive, which just like training should be positive enforcement, you want the hike to be positive. um, Make sure that you're choosing somewhere for those first hikes to really set the tone for a great experience. Luna is very skittish. So her first hikes were at very not busy areas. Um, Also, just think about how much food and water you want when you go out and say, hey, maybe they'd want that too. It's always better to have a little extra rather than to not have anything and feel, you know, feel bad. Um, of course, it's easy to make a mistake and not pack an extra treat and your dog's looking at you like, well, where's my snack? But just keep that in mind and 
Also, the other thing is just training. Um, it makes your dog trust you more, in my opinion. It makes your dog feel more secure in the experience that they're going to be having wherever you're going. Um, and it just generally makes makes it a better time for everyone involved. If your dog knows that you're telling them to sit down on the side of the trail and then they do it, you know, because a horse is passing, if you're on a horse accessible trail or something like that, they'll trust you and they'll know it's for their safety and move over. If the dog's not trained and I've not, I've been guilty of having dogs that I have not properly trained in the past. It just makes it a tense situation for the people passing for yourself and everything else, but definitely train them, make it fun, lots of treats, lots of love, and just get out there and try it. I mean, there's nothing like experience to get better at things. So just get out there and try it. Okay, great. Just one last question. And this relates to the non-dog hiker. Sure. Hiking down the trail and somebody's dog comes running along. What yeah. advice do you have to that person? I mean, we, you know, we, we, do we just stay calm and, you know, and I guess talk calmly to the dog knowing that the owner, because my, my experience has been the dog, the owner is usually just right behind them. And, um, so, but, uh, yeah. So in my experience, I've, you know, there's been times where I've seen an unleashed dog coming up on us and the owner is in sight and, you know, my dog gets nervous. So I'll tell her to sit and stay. So she'll sit at my side and she'll stay right there. And when the dog comes over, I'll tell her to leave it. That's her command for don't pay it any mind. And I'll tell the person, I'll shout down to them that my dog's very scared. Please come get your dog. And usually that works out fine if that happens. Um, unfortunately, we've had a couple of situations where uh, not too long ago, actually just a few months ago, three very large dogs came barreling down the trail at us and their owner was nowhere in sight. And one of the dogs started attacking my dog. <laughs> and I, of course, started screaming for the owner to come get that dog. Um, it was, I mean, that dog weighed more than I do. <laughs> I couldn't get it off my dog and everything else. My dog's well-trained, so I trusted that she wouldn't go too far and she'd come back. I dropped her leash and I told her to run. So she scooted away and I was able to somewhat hold on to the other dog. And, you know, finally that, that owner came and when Luna got far enough away, I told her to sit and stay where she was. She did. That's why training is so vital in my opinion. And then that person came, I grabbed Luna and I really let that person have it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's for the most part, it's not going to end up bad. You just got to be aware of how your dog feels about it. But this, the times that it does, it's definitely scary. And that's why I'm so pro training is because your dog needs to know that they can walk away and you, you need to know that you'll be getting them back. All right. So uh, somebody who hikes with a dog, there's a responsibility to make sure your dog will behave, will, will respond to you. And uh, because like I said, that could be pretty scary. I mean, you know, like you said, it was a pretty scary encounter. Um, and just like hikers, any, you know, we have people in, in society that are less responsible than others, I guess is the kindest way I can put it. But I guess just everybody's got to act responsibly, right? And like you, you, you've emphasized, train your dog, know your dog. It's yeah. It's the best remedy to that. Yeah. And something that gets overlooked so much is these people will shout, oh, they're friendly. Well, that's great. Mine's not. You know, so it's, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's twofold where these people with the unleashed dogs, I don't have anything against it as a whole, but 
you know, the, the ground of it being, don't worry, the dog's friendly is, is not necessarily safety because the dog on the leash very well may not be. Um, you know, some dogs are leashed for a reason. Some are because of law, everything else. But um, definitely train your dog because if your dog's going to be off leash, it needs to know to leave other dogs alone. And then if your dog's going to be on leash, they you need to know how to just handle all sorts of different situations with them in case they need to be off leash too. So everything's easier with training. Well, Danny, these you've made some great points and giving given some excellent advice to people. I hope this encourages people to take their dogs out and hike. As everybody I've spoken to that hikes with their dogs, it adds to their experience. This includes my oldest son. He enjoys just getting out there. He loves the solitude and the uh, companionship, you know, the solitude of just being by himself, but also the companionship of having his dog with him. And uh, I, I think if, if you're someone who loves dogs, it certainly can add to your experience, make it a more enjoyable experience for you. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Thank Again, you. Danny Flacco, Public Relations Manager for the American Perimeter Trail Conference. Go to their website. Check them out. Um, and Danny, thanks again, and um, and thanks for the work, not only for coming on here, but thanks for the work you do for the American Perimeter Trail Conference that uh, we're all just interested in hearing more about. It's all my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. If you found it helpful or useful or just entertaining, let us know. We can be contacted at papabearhikes at gmail.com or check us out. Papa Bear Hikes 01 on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Get outside and have a great day. This episode of Papa Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.